You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley with you as the Braves wrapped up their three-game series with the St. Louis Cardinals. They were able to salvage the series finale, avoid a sweep, and get themselves back on track here on this homestand. They've got one more series to go, but they needed to get back to the business of winning, and they did just that behind Max Freed on Thursday night at Truist Park. Five home runs for the Braves. Two of those belong to Ronald Acuna Jr., who we're going to be talking an awful lot about on the show, so consider that a spoiler alert for this 8-5 Braves victory over the Cardinals. We're going to get into all of that, of course, preview the series opener on Friday against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and talk a little bit about what the weekend is going to have to hold for the Braves. Of course, the Andrew Jones number retirement ceremony is also happening at Truist Park on Saturday. But before we get to any of that, I want to remind you to subscribe right here to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. Click that bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. So if you're new here, go ahead and do that. You don't want to miss anything we're throwing your way. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. We appreciate that. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Braves played some long ball. They've been doing that in this series. Unfortunately, they hadn't been able to get the pitching to go along with the offense. That all changed on Thursday, however, in game number 139 of the season and the finale of this three-game set. As I mentioned, a much-needed win for the Atlanta Braves. Let's get inside the line score and the box score of this one. Braves improved to 91-48 and 48 on the season. Eight runs, 10 hits, no errors, and five men left on base for Atlanta. Cardinals dropped to 61-79. and 79. They scored five times on eight hits, no errors, and six men left on base. Cardinals offense showed up in this series. They had just enough pitching in the first two games. Not enough on this night, though. Max Fried was able to weather a second-inning storm, pick up the win. He's now 7-1, and one, but on the flip side of that coin, the veteran Adam Wainwright, the former Braves farmhand from way back when, well, he was not quite as fortunate. The Braves hit four home runs off of him. He drops to 3-11 and 11 on the season. He's got 198 career victories. You might have heard a little bit about that in the broadcast, both television and radio. He's going to get a couple of more starts here, a few more tries maybe at that 200th win, but he's going to call it a career. We'll see if he's able to get there. But the Braves, uh, we're not rolling out the red carpet for him in his start, even though they, he was honored a little bit earlier in this series with a very nice pregame ceremony and Brian Snitker presenting him with a framed photograph of way back when, when he was a Braves farmhand. That all aside, two hours, 45 minutes time of game, 34,349 were on hand to see it. And what they got to see from Max Fried, I think, was a game in which, and an inning in which, in particular in the second inning, you got to be able to battle your way through it. And once you do go through an inning like that, what are you able to do after that? How do you answer the adversity? And I think Fried has passed this test many, many times over the course of his career. And this was a quality start by definition. Three earned runs. They all came in the second inning. Six hits, a couple of walks, four strikeouts, no home runs allowed. So keeping the ball in the ballpark is always something that you like to see and something Max Fried very much wanted to adjust after a couple of starts in which the Giants hit some home runs against him. Well, he threw that gym against the L.A. Dodgers last time out and is able to follow that up with a quality outing here against the Cardinals. It was a three-run second inning, hit batsman with the bases loaded. That's not what you're looking for. And then a two-run single by Tommy Edmond, who, if you're a Braves fan, you're going to be happy that he's heading out of town because he put on a clinic out in center field and came through at the plate early on, getting the Cardinals right back into a game in which the Braves had handed Max Fried a three-run lead with a big three-run first inning. Ronald Acuna Jr.'s leadoff home run, two-run double from Eddie Rosario. 
and you felt like the Braves were off to the races. But for Max Fried, unfortunately, the second inning did not go according to plan for him. It was a close play at the plate. Great throw by Michael Harris, just not in time. And Cardinals challenged that one and were able to get a second run on Tommy Edmonds' two-run single. That tied the game up. Freed put out the fire finally and was able to toss scoreless baseball in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. So closing out his day in a much better fashion than that second inning might have indicated. It was a grind for him. There's no two ways about that. But some of these games, and as we've seen for some of the Braves pitchers and starters in particular in the second half, how do you react when you don't have things going for you, when you're not getting the calls, when you don't have feel for a certain pitch? And I think Max was kind of fighting a little bit of that throughout the course of this start but able to answer the questions and pass the test, as it turned out, with flying colors in this one. As you look at the Braves' offense, I mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. earlier. Just mentioned that leadoff home run. Well, not surprising to see those coming from Atlanta's dynamic superstar right fielder. First of his two home runs came on Adam Wainwright's first pitch of the bottom of the first inning. That was homer number 33 of the year for Acuna. 32nd career leadoff home run. He continues to provide those in bunches. And he followed that up with another home run, another solo shot against Wainwright a few innings later, giving him two home runs, two runs scored, and two runs batted in by virtue of both of those long balls. So he continues to add to his very impressive MVP stat line. 34 home runs now for Ronald Acuna Jr. That puts him on a 40-homer pace. He's already on a 74-stolen base pace. So as I look at the tracker, and if you follow me on social media, at Grant McCauley, you know I've been looking at the 40-40 chances of Ronald Acuna Jr., and a lot of people have been telling me, I, I just don't know if he's going to get there or he's going to need some multi-homer games. Well, he got a multi-homer game in this one on Thursday, and I think that's a big step forward. And now all of a sudden you're doing the math. Six home runs in the final, what, 23 games for the Braves, 22 games for the Braves? I think that's going to be doable, 23, because they play game number 139 tonight. So there's an opportunity in the next three and a half weeks for Ronald Acuna Jr. to make more history on his way to a 40-40 season. I also updated some of his other paces because it's not just the homers and the steals for Ronald Acuna Jr. this year. 218 hit pace, 37 doubles, 40 homers, 74 steals, 103 runs batted in, 146 runs scored, 83 walks, and only 90 strikeouts. This was a hitter who a couple of years ago struck out 180-plus times in his first full year in the big leagues, on track to strike out far less than 100 here in 2023. I asked Ronald about this after the game and what he would attribute it to. And he said, and, and honestly, it's a little bit surprising, but it kind of makes sense if you look at the way he plays and the way that he you know, approaches every at bat. He said, I want to stay aggressive. And he is not missing pitches to hit very often uh, in the course of this season. And even if he is, the rate in which he is making every pitch and every at bat count is one of the big things that sets him apart from certainly the 2022 version of Ron Lacuna Jr., but taking him to a level that even the version before the knee injury wasn't reaching, that's what he's done here this season, and it has been impressive to watch. It was not only the Ron Lacuna Jr. show, though, on Thursday. It was also the Matt Olson show because he hit another home run. That's four consecutive games with a homer for Matt Olson as he has 47 now on the season. Those were three of the Braves' five home runs. Michael Harris, Travis Darno also went deep in this game, but Olsen, after an 18-game homerless drought, has now homered in four straight. He was two for three, scored a couple of runs, also drew a walk. He's the major league leader with 47 home runs on the season and a little bit of Braves history for uh, Matt Olsen here, and he's on his way perhaps to more. Andrew Jones holds a single-season record of 41, but Matt Olsen with his 47th home run of the year against the Cardinals, 
He joins Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron as the only other two Braves hitters to have a 47 home run season. Only Andrew Jones has hit more. That's a pretty good list that you find Matt Olson on at this point. And if you look at the Braves overall, the home runs, we talk about this an awful lot. And I want to get to first inning runs because this is just going to be a very stat-heavy version of the Braves postcast. But 270 home runs now for the Braves with five more in the finale against the Cardinals. That moves them into second place all-time in the National League for most home runs in the season. 2019 Dodgers had 279. The Braves have 23 games to go. It seems to be a pretty safe assumption they're going to break that record. Then you look at the bigger record, Major League Baseball single-season homer record set by the Minnesota Twins in 2019, the, the juice ball year that many refer to it as. In fact, the top four home run totals all time for a team in a single season, they all come from 2019, and the Braves could take aim at any and all of those clubs. 307, those the record. Braves were on pace for 314 homers and another five homer night. I mean, this just lets you know that a record like this it can be broken by a club like the Braves with 23 more to go. And how about those first inning runs? Three more of them against the Cardinals and against Adam Wainwright. Gets them up to 129 first inning runs. A new franchise record breaking the old mark of the 1999 club that had 127 of those and putting the Braves just 31 away with 23 games to go of the 1950 Boston Red Sox and their record of 160 first inning runs, the most ever scored by any team in baseball history in the first inning, that's just a little bit more that's out there for the Atlanta Braves. Offensively speaking, Eddie Rosario had a nice night, and what a catch to end the game as well, sliding over to his right, uh, denying the Cardinals a chance to make even more trouble against Rysel Iglesias, who gave up a couple of runs late. Eddie Rosario showed up big with the glove, big with the bat as well. He was three for four, knocked in a couple of runs in the first inning, and as I mentioned, Travis Darno, a two-run homer, it came in the seventh. It gave the Braves some very valuable breathing room as Rysel Iglesias, again, worked into and out of trouble to close things out in the ninth inning. If you looked at the Braves lineup and it seemed a little bit different to you, that would be because of the absence of Austin Riley for the first time all year. He is dealing with some kind of a stomach bug. The Braves are hoping it's not going to be something that keeps him out for too terribly long. They did not even have him come into the ballpark. So you saw Nicky Lopez get a start at third base. You saw the lineup change just a little bit there in the middle of the order. Hopefully Austin will be back soon, but... You didn't want to take any chances of having a sick player come in, try to play through that, and make a few more players sick here in September as the Braves are trying to close some things out here, including uh, the National League East, which with their win, bumped their magic number down to 10 there. Uh, looking at the overall, uh, as far as this offense is concerned, though, even without Austin Riley, a night that you hit five home runs, you win a game. Riley had been hot in this series, had a couple of home runs as well. You don't want to be without him for too long. But this is just another example of what Nicky Lopez offers this club. I get this question a lot as well. Will the Braves rest a few regulars? I think the plan mostly is to play these guys, particularly the Rileys, the Olsons, Nakunas, and Albies, guys that wanted to play all 162. Not going to happen for Ozzie. Now it's not going to happen for Austin Riley either. But Ron Lacuna Jr. and Matt Olson, I think they'll continue to play. And even if they don't start some games, there's a decent chance that they'll get that opportunity to jump in at some point, maybe do something to help the team win. But overall, the, the team was able to do the things it needed to do. Max Fried was able to give them the start that was needed to pick up a victory to get the Braves you know, back in the win column after losing three in a row. They dropped the finale in Los Angeles, even off an eight and two road trip. Not the note that you want to come home on, but then the back-to-back -back losses, despite some good run scoring by the Braves, some frustration against the St. Louis Cardinals team that clearly at 18 games under 500 now, 
is not a team you expected to have as much trouble with. But I will say this, even if they hadn't had the pitching this year, and that's been a big problem for them, they certainly have some guys who can hit. And they came into Truist Park and picked up two out of three against the Atlanta Braves, who took the finale of the series here on Thursday. We'll turn our attention to Friday, game one against the Pittsburgh Pirates will be coming your way as Bryce Elder takes the ball for Atlanta. But before we do that, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, this episode of the Braves Postcast, brought to you by eBay Motors, who reminds you, my championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and it's the same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for that green check and stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and of course, exclusions apply. Braves will be sending Bryce Elder to the mound in game one against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Remember the series uh, a little bit earlier in August gave the Braves some trouble. I mean, Pittsburgh went out there and they played some pretty good baseball, split a four-game series with the Atlanta Braves. They're going to be sending a pretty good pitcher to the mound as well. Mitch Keller, he's had a very good year overall. I know there'll be some ups and downs for him, but a huge step forward overall in 2023. If you're a Pirates fan and you're looking for bright spots in this year, and I know they got off to a good start, kind of faded, and it didn't go the way you wanted to. O'Neill Cruz got hurt. Some other things have happened to the Pittsburgh Pirates, clearly trading away a few players at the deadline as well. But Mitch Keller finally showed you the promise that you hope to see out of him. Maybe he's a piece they'll be able to build around, but we'll, of course, see how the future holds out uh, for them or plays out for them. But the game one matchup is Bryce Elder, who's going to be looking to build off of what I thought was a pretty good outing against the Dodgers in that he was able to kind of fight through, uh, you know, deal with the runners that he was he had out there. He deals with traffic pretty well, and, and I think that he's done, obviously, a good job if you look at him as the Braves' fourth or fifth starter, as the case may be, depending on when Kyle Wright gets back in this picture. But it's been a good year for Elder. He'd like to finish strong. He's 11-4 and four this season, will be gunning for win number 12 if he's able to beat the Pirates in game one, and hopefully he'll be able to deliver just that. Keller is 11-8, and eight, so battle of right-handers in game one of this series. 7.20 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Truist Park as the Braves and Pirates will meet in that three-game series. That'll wrap things up here for the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. As always, appreciate you staying up with us or just making us your first watch of the day. Whatever time you're checking us out, though, we appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. Make sure you click the bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode of the show. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate all the comments, the likes, the shares, all the stuff that helps the show grow. You're a big part of that, and uh, we appreciate it. All the support we've been getting all season long, and we got a lot more to go. we got the rest of the regular season and hopefully a run deep through October, and we'd like you to spend it with us right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Once again, the Braves picking up a big win to end the series on a bright note to salvage the finale. May not seem like one of those games. It's a big win, but anytime you avoid a sweep, get yourself back in the win column, grab that momentum back, and take one more day off the calendar and one more off the magic number. I think you can call that a big win or a good win, good day, whatever. We can get into the semantics some other time. Once again, the Braves, an 8-5 to five victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. As always, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you a little bit later this weekend as the Braves and Pirates do battle. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 